Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Who's Club Sports Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Michael Urquhart. And as you all know, I like to dive knee deep in sports. And today I brought a special guest. He's no stranger, Jamel Brown. Hey, how y'all doing? I wanted to discuss, excuse me, I wanted to discuss a few topics in the NBA. Um, one concerning Kyrie Irving. Um, there's a lot of things circling Kyrie in regards to his mood swings and his communication problems with management with, with the Brooklyn Nets and as well as his players. I wanted your I wanted your take on how you think or do you think that is true about Kyrie? Well, with Kyrie, I think Kyrie is a special case. Now I think that that a lot of people look at it wrong. A lot of people question his leadership. But I think Kyrie is just hard to coach. You see a lot of these coaches struggling to actually use that talent of his. He's a special talent. And he's such a great player that people tend to fall in love with just sitting around watching it. So it kind of mess up the flow of your offense. But that's not his fault. That's up to the coach to really structure that and make that effective and turn it into wins. Um his years with the, the Boston Celtics, Brad Stevens, he did the best job he could do. Now he, prior to that, um, Kyrie was injured. They made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals, game seven, I believe. Um, and when Kyrie came back, I th- think they lost to the Bucks in five games, I believe, uh, in the semifinals. So people just thought that they was a lot better without Kyrie, which is not the case at all. It's just easier to coach. When you dump something down, it's always easier. It's always easier to coach eight players versus having to coach 14 of them, especially so many talented players. Now, the, the Boston Celtics are doing a lot better this year, but Kyrie Irving is not the only person missing from that team. You got Al Horford gone. You got Marcus Morris gone. You got Terry Rozier gone. Um, so it's just easier for Brad Stevens to coach that team. And the same thing is going on with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, First of all, you need to bring Kyrie Irving off the ball. You can't have him as your primary ball handler because people tend to fall in love with it, including him. And he's so great. People is going to just let him isolate and and, and put on the show. But you have to structure that. Bring him off the ball. um, Set screens for him. Have another playmaker out on the court. So that way Kyrie won't be so ball dominant, but there's no way a player that could get you 30 on any given night, along with 10 assists, is a problem on the court. Now, his off the court, I don't know the man, so it's not for me to really say, but from judging him on the court, Kyrie Irving is not a problem, and I think he's a good leader. He's one of the clutches NBA players that we have out there today. And in big moments, you need somebody to step up. And he, he's he's known for that. So I don't really... Kyrie Irving, he has missed the last 13 games with a shoulder injury. Now, I enjoy watching Kyrie Irving play. I think he's electrifying. Me, personally, I don't think he's harming or hurting the Brooklyn Nets. But I do think there is a, a sense of watching how good he is. Not enough rotating. Not enough offensive plays being ran. And I actually think Spencer did what he needs to be inserted inside of the starting lineup to give Kyrie that, 
that option of playing off the ball. I think that what he needs to be inserted in the lineup. He's playing very well in the absence of Kyrie. Um, and <laughs> the best part about someone's game is being on the court. And Kyrie has shown that he is injury prone, but he has shown up in big moments in the playoffs. So do you think this shoulder injury is serious or do you think that Brooklyn is trying to cover it up? No, it's just that team is good enough to withstand injury and there's no reason to rush them back. You see, they capable of winning games without him. That just don't mean that they're better without him. Because in a game seven, when you're playing some of these big teams, you're going to need a player like Kyrie Irving. So, yeah, that's that's my take on that. The NBA, well, the, the few games that I've been watching, especially uh, that James Harden game with the Spurs when he made the dunk and the refs didn't, <laughs> they did, they clearly missed the dunk. Like he made the dunk and they waved it off. Certain plays like that, certain officiating makes you think and makes you wonder if the refs have anything to do with quote unquote rigging games. You know, um, do you think refs rig games? I got the, I got a lot to say about that, and it's not just in the NBA. Uh, I'm going to speak about particularly the NBA and the NFL. I think a lot of people going to blame the refs for not doing their job, but I'm under the belief that they are doing their job. You know, in the, in the real world, if an employee is not doing their job, especially a professional, the end result is going to be they're going to get fired. I don't recall the last time a referee was even fined. The NBA writes post-game written reports, and I'm not sure if the NFL says anything at all. That just leads me to assume that it's bigger than the referees. They'll give you one or two challenges, which is really going to go in your favor. But it's five questionable calls, or it's, it's a rule in place to where as though they can't review it due to a certain time in the game. So my take on it is when you take a closer look, some things are just obvious. Until a referee is fine or fired, I'm going to assume that it's bigger than the officials. They have centers with rooms. They have over 100 cameras showing every angle of the field or the court. It's just too much money involved for a coincidence or a mistake to be made. Or It's just too much money involved for a coincidence or a mistake like that. I agree. I actually you know, wrote about it. I'm definitely for refs being fined or dot pay for getting calls incorrect or blowing blatant calls. If something has to happen in order for change to occur. So you're saying that it's, it's deeper, it's bigger than the refs. You're just saying they're doing their job. They're just, you know, it's a chain of command. They're just doing what they're told. Somebody got to take the blame. Somebody um, has to take the blame. I'm not sure if anyone is uh, aware of this story, but in 2007, NBA referee Tim Donahue pleaded guilty to betting on games he actually officiated. He spent 15 months in federal prison, uh, but he denied all allegations. David Stern, who was the NBA commissioner at the time, his words was, I don't believe he did it because they didn't find any evidence of him throwing any game. But actually, 77% of the calls that he made was in favor of the bets that he made. So, and this was in 2007, which wasn't that long ago, around like 12 years ago. But that's still a major story. 
So I'm still trying to that that still may be lingering. Would you agree that 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 kind of behavior is still lingering? Like NBA refs still may be betting on games in their favor or making calls in their favor. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, it's too much money involved. Um, not only do I believe that officials play a part in it, um, anybody that could get some action, the players, a coach, you never know who really um, is doing what for what reason. But I just know that it's too much money involved for a lot of questionable things to occur from professionals. Phil Schuyler was the FBI agent who actually caught Tim Donahue. And during the investigation, he said that the NBA was eager to get this investigation over with. And one of their main reasons, the NBA main reasons for trying to get it over with was saying that it's impossible to fix NBA games. Now, me and you have spoke personally about the NBA, and I've told you that I do not like the free throw. I think the free throw has is one of the reasons or one of the ways that People can cheat or refs can throw games. If you got a one team shooting 35 free throws and another team shooting 20 free throws, that's a 15 point difference if they go, if they, if both teams shooting 100%. So I definitely see in players and teams go into penalty early in the fourth quarter, you win the penalty six minutes. That's major. That's major. I think, do you think that the free throw should be eliminated from the game? No. No, I don't. I mean, in the NFL, they throw penalties. You get a pass interference. You get a hold there. When it's a contact sport, you go. You could pretty much make that call every time down the field. So that is one way. I do agree. That is one way to have influence on the game. But I don't think you should eliminate it. No. Okay, Mill, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your opinion. It is greatly appreciated on this show. To all my listeners, I want to thank you for your ears. And if you're excited about what you hear on this show and want to participate, you can DM us on the Who's Clutch Inc. Instagram page. And you can also send us a voice message on Anchor if you're excited about coming on the show and speaking about a specific topic. Remember, peace and love.